Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Check it out, Lemu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. <laughs> Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emu wearing sunglasses! Lemu, you're famous. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Hey Siri. Uh-huh. Take me to the Joe Beaver Show. 1240 Joe Radio. One option is Joe Crow Reservoir in Oregon. Is that the one you're looking for? No. Which the Joe Beaver? The Joe Beaver Show. 1240 Joe Radio. On it. It's a destination people have sought for generations. I'll be here, Oregon. And take my wagon train to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Be sure to come prepared. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated, too. Right on the arm. And with the proper gear. Shall we select our masks? And even in this exacting age. Everything you say comes back to bite you. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts. Dad and his mysterious phone calls. <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those phone calls put you through college. As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. And know this, John and Mike will celebrate when you get here. Arrived at the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. We have arrived, and we welcome you. Good uh, morning, everybody. I'm John Warren, along with T.J. Matthewson. Good morning. Feeling a bit under the weather today, so uh, we'll go half a show, which we were going to anyway because of Mariner baseball. Finally, it's opening day for the Mariners. When did they come home for opening day at home at T-Mobile Park? Uh, nine days? It's a nine-game uh, They're back Against Houston on the 15th, a week from today. A week, okay. I know that when they get home, they'll have a nine-game homestand. Mm-hmm. Three three sets of three, and uh, that'll be nice. We, will, uh, <clears throat> we should get some tickets to give away throughout the course of the season this year, being your Mariners uh, station, whether it be this one or 990. We're going to try to put the Mariners on, on Joe as much as we can before June 1st, and then they are on 990 for the rest of the summer. It's the same drill we've always done, so shouldn't be any different. And um, and then once the, the the West Coast League Knights season, the Corvallis Knights are over, we try to put the the Mariners back on Joe, just because this is the sports station that we have in our family. But we look forward to uh, today's showdown. I guess that no snow today. It, it all came Thank yesterday. It was. I, I think I read wind chill of about. It felt like it was in the twenties yesterday. Ooh. Could you imagine playing baseball? I mean, that's just. A guy like Jared Kelnick, he he grows up in in Wisconsin playing baseball. Yeah, so he's probably used to it a little bit. Did you see but any of the uh, Guardians game yesterday? I did not, but I saw Stephen Kwan went one for two with a pair of walks. Granky, after every pitch, would put his his pitching hand up under his armpit. They yep. were, it was just freezing cold. You know, short sleeves and and no shirt underneath for a lot of those guys, including Granky. But mm-hmm. he was he was just trying to do anything he could. To warm up his hands, and if you if you notice the fans in the background all bundled up, mm-hmm. 
and these poor guys are trying to play baseball. And if you would have had opening day in, in Seattle or anywhere on the West Coast yesterday, it's in the mid-70s. It's yeah. sunny. Yeah. It would have been perfect. Oh, man. If they were in Seattle, 75 degrees and Sell, It would have been sold out. I mean, it would have been a great day. Even today, 55 and, and sunny, it would like, be Like, it's fine. Perfect. 55 is fine. Yeah. When, it, when it goes down to, like, 32 in April, I mean, <laughs> come on, guys. Put I, a roof on your stadium, please. Put a roof, yeah, I saw you on Twitter. Did you get any pushback on no, that? No, I didn't. I don't think anyone saw My mom liked the tweet. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Although, I, I, I just said it before. They spend so much money on these stadiums, and they still let rain dictate whether or not they play baseball. In environments that get a lot of rain. You well, see in other places that get rain, right? Florida, every Florida ballpark, the yeah. Rays and the, and the Marlins, where it rains more than it does here. Right. They all, they have roofs. They're indoors, pretty much. They need to be. They need to. And be. then they put you know Chase uh, Chase Field in uh, in Phoenix under a, under a roof because it's too hot. Right. But everywhere else where it like might rain, it might it rains a bit in the Northeast. And no a, roofs. Exactly. It rains in the Midwest. Snows in the Midwest. No roofs. You could almost get away in with the South. No roof here in Portland. Yeah. Over some of the other places in Major League Baseball. In the set, in like in the South, the Braves, they don't have a roof. In Texas, they do have roofs because it's hot. Yeah. Again, but it, it, like if so, like these ballpark, like build a retractable roof. It is shown it does not take away from like the prettiness of the ballpark. It's mere convenience if it happens to rain that day. It's some of the roofs. Uh, I don't know. They don't. They only open like one third of the way. T-Mobile is a two thirds. You, you can mm-hmm. see the sky. It looks great yep. when the when the roof is open. You can see the skyline when the roof is closed. Yeah, yeah. With the space in between and it's mm-hmm. open, it's just for the crosswind. It just, yeah, like the crosswind still comes in, but there's just no rain coming down. Well, and SoFi would be a way to do it. You yeah, know, SoFi's got that clear roof so that it looks like it's daytime when it is daytime because the sun's getting through. It's just filtered out, and it's, it's essentially outdoors. Outside of like the street right, level, right? Because you're like it's it's like a cavern. It's uh, it can be done, but anyway, that's that's uh, what's going on. The Mariners, Julio Rodriguez, the talk of the town in mm-hmm. Seattle. They've got a couple of articles on the web, the Mariners website that just touting Julio and mm-hmm. his greatness. I, I really can't wait to watch. Yeah, I'm. I can't either. I mean, uh, I mentioned on the show earlier this week. They like they really haven't had anyone. Of this talent level as a position player since um, since Alex Rodriguez, so I mean it really is so exciting. And if we're looking at just pure youngest guys to um, youngest guys to hit the major leagues, it, it's uh, there's a stat from from Mariners baseball information uh, of the the four youngest players for the Mariners to debut on opening on not debut but start on opening day. Twenty one. Yeah, he's the fourth youngest at 21. The other three are, could you guess? Ken Griffey. Yep, that's one. Were they all 21 or anybody at 20? No, they're younger. Because he, he's the fourth youngest, so there's three people younger than him. Um, that's all I can give you. Yeah, Griffey, A-Rod, Felix Hernandez. Wow. the other three. Okay. Those are three pretty good names. Those are three. Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Yeah, arguably. Felix, arguably the other two, well, yes. Certainly Mariner Hall of Famers. Yeah, certainly Mariner Hall of Famers. So, I mean... He is in rarefied air, and again, the personality is its awesome. He loves yeah. the team. He loves the organization. He loves the city. Yeah, that's going to be Something he'd want. Okay, we only have an hour today. Yeah. Paul's called in. Yeah. Um, we did get off on a Mariner tangent. It was We didn't mean to. Um, the news of the day is another Beaver going to the transfer portal mm-hmm. in Taya Corsdale. I 
again, we, we could do weeks and weeks and weeks of transport portal shows. And every day there seems to be a new one. Now, I think we're done. <laughs> They're down to four players, one of whom in Talia von Olhoffen has said, I'm not going anywhere. I think um, one of the players, A.J. Marat, also said, let's go. Let's, let's lace it up for next year mm-hmm. in, a, in a kind of a softer tweet on that level. But um, Taya Corsdale is leaving again. We don't know why. We don't know each individual's needs and wants. We just don't. And so mm-hmm. um, that's kind of where we are with the transfer portal. Yeah. And I don't know what Paul wants to talk about, but let's welcome in Paul to the Joe Beaver Show. Hey, Paul. Hey, John. How in the world did I come in second in the bracket challenge? Um, did you? I guess that is you, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I, I got the text from your guy there at the station. You couldn't even, well, your name is up there. I don't know how you did it. You couldn't even get in, but you did. <laughs> But yeah, and only because I got, I picked Kansas to win. That had to be the, the cool yeah, well, one yeah. because I, I was like in 30th place or yeah, something. I think it's that. like 64 points if you get the champion. Yeah, I thought, Paul, and I'll, to you, TJ, too, I always kind of thought, pick pick the higher seeds and you'll always win. You'll be you'll be fine. But here's another yeah. thing I want to add to that, and you, you benefited from this, Paul, and so would my daughter. She did not have Kansas winning the whole thing. But if Kansas would have won, she would have won because she picked him in the right spot. And so did you. I think if you pick the winner of the tournament, you're almost always going to win your bracket system over anybody else who did not. And then it's a matter of how well you did in some of the other rounds to beat out the, the another person who picked that team to win. But if you, if you pick the winner of the tournament, you should be in the top five. And I was only eight points behind the guy that won, so yeah. you know I I was shocked when I got when I got <laughs> the message yesterday. It's a good battle. It's good. Hey, hey about uh, Taya Corsdale. Yeah, that she's the only one that legitimately. She's already graduated. You know, she's been here five years already. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So she might she might even be halfway to her masters for all we know. Well, the the you know? the thing about Taya was um, all the rhetoric. Now we don't know any inside stuff, but all the rhetoric was is she going to want to play another year, meaning either not play at all or come back for a final year? I think it surprised everybody that there was a third option, and that is, yeah, play another year, but somewhere else. Yeah, and she could maybe, sorry, Paul, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean, maybe she wants to go study somewhere else, go to a different school. That's always a possibility. It's weird. Well, I I think what pushed her to the portal was the other people leaving. I think if uh, Kennedy Brown and Taylor Jones would have stayed, I don't think Taylor would have went anywhere. Hmm, that's that's interesting take. It sounds logical, but uh, I mean, and, and now she's going to go someplace else and probably just play, just have fun. You know, it's just, there's no pressures, there's no studying or anything she has to do. Yeah, unless she's finishing the Masters, you know. Yeah, no, no doubt, and and it's very disappointing for the fans. But you know, the fan reaction, fan reaction for the first three were. You know, hey, go do what you got to do. We loved you. It's it's the same for Taya. And I'm only going off of a few tweets that I saw. But there was a few that said, you know, I saw one that said, you're either with us or you're against us. That's all they said. They didn't necessarily say it to her, but they just said it in reaction. And so I'm kind of wondering if if uh, portal fatigue is hitting in on Beaver, Beaver fan. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Portal fatigue is going to be hitting 
every fan all over the country because yeah. this thing is going to morph into something that nobody ever saw coming, and something's going to have to change in the next couple of years. It crushed yeah. it crushed Oregon's starting lineup in women's hoops and uh, and Oregon State now. I think the number is 1,100 uh, women's basketball players in the portal right now. Now you're dealing with sheer that, numbers. That, yeah, that's just obnoxious. That 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 that's that just it can't happen. I know. It's, they got to tweak something. Coaches, these coaches are going to go crazy. They're they're, they're going to get together and say, NCAA, this is totally unacceptable. You need to do something now. Well, there needs they need to go back to a year sitting out a year. I mean, that's what's making yep. all this happen is is sitting out a year and not having to sit out a year. Just right, exactly. Put that back in there. Maybe like somebody else suggested, make it to where if you come out of high school and you, you go to a school, you got to play two years before you can get into the portal. You've got to commit to a certain length of time. There's no, oh, God, this team's terrible, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, thanks, Paul. Thanks, guys. So, I mean, there's just like, there's so many factors that could lead to this. There really is. I I. I don't think it's really as cut and dry. I, I I don't know if we could just, John, just to push back on your point a little bit, just like revert right back to the old system of having to sit out a year. Well, I just don't think that, that it's gone you can't too just far. go backwards. Yes, it has gone too far, but I don't know reverting back to that old system and sort of locking people into a place they might not want to be. Remember, when these kids commit at 16, it, a lot a lot in their life can change once they get to campus and are there for a full year away from you know where they are I mean Greta's what from Minnesota where's Naperville Illinois right I, I don't yeah I don't think it matters why not if they if I don't think that you you can go back you just say this is what you got to do I, I and kids are gonna have to take it or leave it it's a I think the, well, I think the one year I think the one one time I think is fine I think one time you can go without sitting out a year. I made a mistake going to college. I don't feel mentally right being here across the country from where I live. I'm far away from my family. I'm far away from all my friends at home. Uh, you know, maybe I'm not getting along as well with my teammates as I thought I would be when I committed here when I was 16 years old. So I'm going to re- try and revert that mistake if it is a mistake, a change of heart, or maybe I want to go study something else somewhere else that Oregon State does not offer and I'm looking and I'm looking at a different school with a different program. Hey, they don't have journalism here at Oregon State. Not really. But what if I want to go to a, a journalism school somewhere else and I want to go study? We will argue about this off the air because we have to take a break. Oh, that's and wonderful. We'll come back and then tell the folks who won the argument. Oh, I love this. When we <laughs> anybody can chime in. Anybody can chime in. No guests, open hour, 40 minutes to go before the Mariners, and we'll talk about it. It, It's it's a hard hit. Four transfers in the portal from women's basketball this week alone. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's been uh, four great players. So... And now you're you're talking sheer numbers. They're down yeah. to four eligible players. Yeah. Now, granted, four recruits are coming in, yeah. two of whom are McDonald's All Americans. But they're going to be four freshmen. Mm-hmm. They're going to be put, you know, right into it. And you're still only looking at eight players, yeah. unless you get you, and they will. You, but you got to bring some some players yeah. in. But the good thing about John, the, the good thing about there being so many players in the portal is now you have a lot more people you could bring in. Right. The, the options you have 
to attract players to a winning culture and a winning family it's are, like, are endless. It's like a postseason tournament. Yeah. It can help you or hurt you. Yeah, correct. And only time will tell. We'll be right back. 1240 Joe Radio. Level up your quesadilla game at Qdoba with their new cheese-crusted quesadillas. Crisp things up a notch and add a golden crispy cheese crust to the outside of your quesadilla. Talk about cheese on cheese on cheese. Then customize your cheese-crusted quesadilla masterpiece with any of their flavorful protein, zesty salsas, handcrafted guac, and of course, more cheese. Make your world more flavorful and try the new cheese-crusted quesadillas today. Stop by or order now at Qdoba.com or in the app. It's a party and it's every Friday night at Highland Bowl. It starts at 10 and runs until 1230. Check out the black lights and glow and bowl to your favorite music. Thunder Alley includes unlimited bowling, shoes, and prizes for just 12 bucks. Call now and reserve your lane for Thunder Alley. Every Friday night from 10 until 1230. Highland Bowl, Ninth Street, Corvallis. Cracker Cards combines the worlds of sports cards and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Cracking Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Cracking Cards is for you. OSU fans, Cracking Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Cracking Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. CrackingSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beeves. You can depend on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Have you cleaned your dryer vents this year? If not, call Middleton. Their trained technicians will inspect and clean your dryer venting system with the Rotobrush Vent Cleaning Machine. Plus, they can make any needed repairs for optimum efficiency. Clean dryer vents prevent fires, increase drying efficiency, prevent mold, and increase the life of your dryer. Give Middleton a call to schedule today online at middletonheating.net. Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at Alirica.net. Man. I won the argument. I don't know what you paid him. I won uh, the argument. You didn't. Well, there was no argument. Well, actually, uh, we did. We did a, have a nice discussion. It was a nice debate. And we did come to a conclusion. We did. And I'll give you credit for offering it up, and I'll take it. And that is two years, and then you can go one time yeah. without penalty Anything after that, you got to sit out. I want there to be a balance. There, I don't want the the kids that commit to these schools at the beginning of their junior year cannot. Like I, they don't want to feel trapped. I mean, I mean, because that will affect your your play and like your future and what you're studying. I mean, what what if you choose the wrong major too? You think? 
and you don't like what you're studying. We're always talking about students and student athletes. You change your major. But what if they don't offer what you want? Then you go to another school, sit out a year, and then change your major and play at that school. That's, that's a decent point. Okay. But I still think at some point you should be able to transfer where you want without, um, before you graduate without. It playing. hadn't been done. Yeah. Until now. Yeah. And it's worked out just fine. Yeah. There's no reason you can't go back to that. Yeah. I, okay. I, I think, I, and Mike in Seattle holding yeah, on, but yes, he can respond I understand. to understand. What, what we have here is a generational mm-hmm. thing between mm-hmm. you and I, and it's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. This is a great debate. Mm-hmm. I love it. You, you're not wrong, and I'm not wrong. We just got to meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. There, I believe there is a generational thing. And Absolutely. That is Every this generation idea is of, of growing up, be a man, be a woman, mm-hmm. you're 18, raise the expectation level. And say, make decisions, think about this, make sure you know what you're doing. And then, yeah, there's going to be some change. But as far as you're changing your mind, whatnot, so, I get all that. But, but, but keeping your commitments, mm-hmm. keeping your commitments to other people, following things through. And if you do really, really do want to make a change, then sit out a year like it's always been. Mm-hmm. And before we go to Mike, really quick. So I saw Dash will put this point out on Twitter yesterday. So he he points out, makes sense, right? Basketball especially. Yeah. You're growing up, you're a Division One basketball player. Are you ever not the best player playing? No, you're pretty much the best yeah. all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Are you do you ever have much adversity? Do no, you ever have to play no, much defense? You haven't faced any adversity. Yeah. Well, in theory, no. In theory, yes. So when you all of a sudden you're at school and whoa, I'm surrounded by out of people really, as good really good me. players. Yeah. And oh wait, I have to play defense the whole time too. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's it's an adjustment on so so many levels. Yeah. That um you know, that that is all part of what goes on up here. More than school, more than moving around. It's hey, I'm being really challenged. And this is what you said part of growing up. But Everyone reaches that point at a different space. You should have met me as a freshman. I don't. I wouldn't be here uh, hanging with you in this debate when I was an eighteen-year-old in college. I mean, let's, it takes time and it, and, it, and it grows. Let's bring in Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, John, and hi, TJ. Great discussion again. And John, I think we're of the same generation. Okay, so I was born in '57. You were born in '59, correct? Yeah, uh, 60, 65 for me. Oh, okay. So. You know, you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube. And the NCAA does not have the power anymore, and I think that's good. They're not going to get the power back because the NCAA is controlled by the presidents of the university. So everything the NCAA has done has been approved by those presidents. Right. And I believe they were reacting to what Congress was doing, which is if you don't allow, you know, citizens... Of, of the schools, you know, to make their decisions that they believe is best for them, there was going to be some legislation at the state and the federal level that was going to, it was going to take control. And so I think that's what created the, uh, on the transport portal. I think that's what created NIL. And, you know, at about 10 years ago, I started to hear about kids in football, especially who would, after the Christmas break, they would graduate, and then they'd go go to college and enroll in school, didn't they? 
And that, back in our day, that was unheard of. But families and parents and kids, you know, were making that decision to go get a step ahead and go off to college after their, after their senior season. And they forego all that time, you know, from December onto June and all those, all those life events and all those kind of things. And then in the pandemic, you know, we saw basketball players at our own school, you know, that stopped playing basketball in high school and they went off to college and played you know, like 60 days later, 30 days later. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's the perspective of the fan base. Uh, and if it's, and if it's good for us, I think we like it. But then if it causes turmoil, I don't, I don't think we do. I think it's going to settle out. I think it's going to, uh, it's going to find, you'll get back into balance, but, um, you know, it's a whole new world. You know, somebody told me in a coach, it's not like it used to be. No. Where, you know, like in the uh, like breaks of the game, you know, where that kid gets there, you know, and he has no choice, you know, but to do what the coaches said. And those coaches aren't always right. And they take off. And That's right. Uh, and there's programs, you know, and there's programs that get canceled. You know, at Oregon State, you know, there was a women's sprint, uh, there was a swimming program, wasn't there? Yep. And those kids, you know, made that commitment. The coaches made that commitment, and then what happened? It got canceled, mm-hmm. and they didn't get a choice. So it goes both ways, and I think what TJ brings up is there's two sides to everything, and I think it's hard for us, you know, in our 60s now, you know, to understand that. But it's it's all it's all now different, and it's different in the world, and it's different in our so here's a- United States. It's different in laws and. Here's a text that came in. I want to get your thought on this because of where you are right now in this conversation. This is something we hadn't really thought of until I saw this text. The the new recruits made their choice based on what they saw. In other words, the, the personnel currently within a program and where the program was headed. If you're a high school recruit and you're waiting to come to school and you've already committed, but all of a sudden things change so dramatically, does that then, now we have to worry about decommits because they might not like what they see. Absolutely, and that's been going on. You know, that term decommit happens happens all the time, and it happens because of that exact thing. I, I mean, you know, we have firsthand kind of experience up here. You know, I know players, you know, that were going to their local high school and their boundaries, and they were going to be a player at a, at a certain position. And then the coach decided, well, no, uh, I've got a catcher, you know, who's almost as good as you, but I want to put him there because that's all he can play. And I'm going to move this other player off to be a utility player. And, and so now that high school player thinks, you know, he doesn't have a chance then to be seen and then go get an opportunity at the next level. And so, uh, it's been going on at private high schools for a long time. You know, there was kids at your high school, John, you know, Lake Oswego mm-hmm. or Lake Ridge. I don't know which one it was, you know, that went to Jesuit, right? Right. And, you know, you, you know, they can be your next door neighbor, uh, and a star athlete. And then they decide to go to Jesuit or go to, or go to central Catholic. And they've got to drive two hours to get there. Uh, but that all along has been okay. So, um, I think now it's progressed to the college level. And in the text I gave you the other day, you know, there's kids right there in our neighborhoods 
in grade school that decide to go to private schools, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in essence, they're turning their back on their local elementary school or grade school. In high school, you have to go to a private school, and then they might get there for a few years. And as TJ says, oh, I don't like it here anymore. I'm going to go back to my, to my boundary high school. So I think now we're just seeing it and feeling it. But I think it's been going on a long time. And I think now, you know, it's hitting us on the, on the forehead and with tweets every day about transfers. And um, so it's now up to the coaches to go find some players that want to play. And, you know, but you sure can't remember their numbers and their names. you got to really have a program now. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a new thing. It's a new thing. we got to go. Thanks for the call, Mike. Yeah. Um, let's take a break, come back, and chat with Mike Parker. He's found some time in between the surf to come on the Joe Beaver Show. (laughs) 1240 Joe Radio. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to corvallisfloorcovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beeves. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beeves. Whether you're looking for your first job or an exciting career change, at Entech, we're looking for you. Entech is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $19 to $23 an hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals, immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry-level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit entek.com, entech.com, and click the career tab we're excited to meet you dave's performance hybrids is the willamette valley's prius experts and your toyota dealer alternative dave's performance hybrids has the right tires for the right price for your prius toyota and all other japanese brand cars trucks and suvs come meet dave's new tire expert eddie with 27 years experience in the industry and save today need an oil change get 20 dollars off your next oil service at dave's performance hybrids off i-5 and highway 20 in albany online at davesperformancehybrids.com don't let your aches and pains sideline your outdoor aspirations this spring i'm dana hughes physical therapist and board certified orthopedic specialist i'm pleased to be accepting new patients at sweetgrass physical therapy and wellness in corvallis by the market of choice did you know you're free to choose your own physical therapist At Sweetgrass, you'll experience expert care in a relaxed and friendly atmosphere. Scheduling and billing are hassle-free. For more information, visit our website, sweetgrasspt.com. 
Okay. All right. 24 minutes away from Mariner pregame. Mariner's uh, pregame is an hour long. And then Mariner's baseball against uh, Minnesota. Uh, Mike Parker is with us now in between the crashing of the waves. Have you made it, made your way yet over to the beach? No, I've been working all morning, uh, interviewing. Got Justin Boyd and Mitch Canham for the pregame conversation today. And I am soon, though, in fact, probably when we're done here, guys, going to jump in a car and head Are over you? to Marina Del Rey for a couple of hours of body surfing before uh, finding my way back through L.A. traffic when, to Rodado um, Field. When you get in, the, if you were to get into an Uber, would you say, take me to the shore, take me to the beach, <laughs> or take me to the coast? Well, the... In this case, I happen to have a car, so I don't need to try to explain my way to the Uber driver. But if I had to, beach beach is the right term down here. But the problem is that takes in a lot of territory. (laughs) (laughs) Huntington, Newport, Uh, tell me, mister, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. Newport Beach is too far of a drive from here, but uh, which is my favorite beach growing up. Not too far from Huntington Beach, where Reed Sebi uh, went to high school, and I had a good conversation with Reed Tuesday prior to our game at Ron Tonkin Field in Hillsborough. And Reed, this weekend, when he pitches, and it could be tonight following up Cooper Jerpy, or sometime this weekend he'll pitch, it'll be the first time his dad has gotten to see him pitch in a college game. So yeah. that's going to be fun. Uh, they live down here, and the Beavers are coming on a trip where Reed's going to get to compete. He didn't last year at UCLA. And he'll get to compete and uh, pitch in front of his dad. And Reed's a Huntington Beach kid. Mitch Cannon was just telling me the last time he body surfed, he got pummeled, knocked into coral over in uh, Maui. And he said, never again for me. So Mitch has given it up. But I've got a nice little beach that I've used for many years down here on these trips and looking forward to it. I did the same thing, Mike. Not body surfing, <laughs> but I pummeled? yeah, pummeled, and it was instead it was on uh, Long Island. But I was jumping up in Ooh. the waves, and one comes and catches you up on the torso and knocks you over and throws sure. you under the water, and you never want to go back in the ocean again. Well, I, I know, I understand that, and I've been knocked around a bunch of times. And when I try to get a little too bold when I was younger and take bigger waves, that can lead to some problems too. So uh, Mitch says, "What do you do when you're out there? What do you, you know?" He said, "Are you?" He said, are you calling the play-by-play of Parker's getting into the wave? He's ready. No, I said, Mitch, no, I don't. I, it's a very meditative, peaceful type place for me in the ocean. I, and I've shared with you before, it's, it is a return to youth. It's what I remember growing up down here. My, the only thing I really missed about growing up in Southern California were the trips to the beaches we made as a family. Huntington, Newport, a uh, couple of summers with a couple of different families. We would rent a, rent a house near Newport Beach and stay a whole week. And those are, Mm. in some respects, the best days of life. You know, just at the beach all day, uh, riding bicycles around to get to the beach a couple of blocks away. And and just those are fun times. And so when I get in the water, as I will here shortly, it takes me back. I feel young again. And the water, you know, the water is a little uh, kinder on the joints, the back, the hip, and all that. I'm able to get to feel pretty good. So... That's I'm looking forward to that. Then, obviously, looking forward to the main reason for the trip, and that is to get over to Dado Field and call the Beavers and USC 
90, they had record-setting temperatures yesterday, 103 yeah. in Santa Ana, Ooh. 100. And today they're expecting another day of near, if not, record temperatures. So it's going to be very hot tonight at the start of the ball game, and the guys have already been prepared for that. The bus ride up yesterday, and due to some flight cancellations, it's a wild and crazy trip for these guys to get down here. But the bus AC broke down on the way up, so it was 90-something on the bus. Mitch said, hey, we can just use this as preparation for tomorrow. So the guys have all said, hey, we've got the hardest part of this trip out of the way. Now let's just go play a nice and easy baseball game. How would you look at this series? Would you look at it as fairly even after Friday night? I got to hope and think that Cooper Jerpy is going to be the guy that puts you over the top that says, okay, we expect to – to, to win every Friday night in, in the Pac-12 conference. Yeah. But after that, and given what where the Beavers are with their pitching, how would you look at this series in assessing mm-hmm. uh, USC and Oregon State versus one another? It's a good question, John. And and even with Jerpy, as good as he is, and you think, hey, you're pretty locked in and solid on Friday nights, the best game he's ever pitched in his life, the Beavers lost the game. You know, he had yeah. no decision. Yeah. So there's no guarantees I do think the Beavers will score more runs for him than they did last Friday, which was namely zero. I think they'll they'll score a few more against Isaac Escada, a guy that I think they'll get on and score against. And I th- so I think the Beavers are in pretty good shape tonight for the opener. Now going forward, they've actually had guys USC has had that have pitched better on Saturday and Sunday than their Friday guy. Has. Mm-hmm. So you know we'll see. Jacob Kamatz for the Beavers tomorrow. Sunday is a, to be determined. Uh, ben Ferrer gave the Beavers a long uh, relief stint on Saturday in the Beavers' win against Stanford last week, and he may, you know, he may, it, depending on whether he needs to be used early, it's possible that TBA could end up being Ferrer, who looked really good against Stanford. Mm. And and then Mitch in the pregame conversation today, guys said that that uh, Jake Fennings has looked really good this week, and that they expect him or very hopeful, anticipating him to make a debut next weekend, which then gets him back into the conference rotation perhaps the following week. Well, uh, it's it's fun because it's not like, oh, they should win every single game and, and you got to battle it out. But like you said, Cooper Jerpy, 17 strikeouts, you still lose that game. You shouldn't. You shouldn't think you would, right. but you can. So, well, it'll be great. And I know Beaver fan can watch it on the, the stream, which is at osubeavers.com. It'll be USC's stream. But listen, of course, to Mike beginning at, uh, what is it, 530? Hey tonight yeah quick question guys for you before you let me go before i go and that is this the guys all said that this morning at breakfast they said on the hot bus ride up everybody though cheered when stephen kwan got his first major league hit and i said no nah, no nah, he didn't get a hit he was 0 for four and they said no he went one for two with two walks yeah what what can we do in the world tj the the, the master of apps and and youthful applications <laughs> what, what you- can we do when the ESPN app yesterday, and I went to the scores, MLB, Guardians at Kansas City, box score, hit it, final, Royals win 3-1, to one. Quan batting ninth, right field, 4-0-0-0, zero, zero, zero. 0 for 4, Stephen Quan listed. I showed it to every, look at my phone, it says he went 0 for 4. And they said, well, no, no, he went 1 for 2, look at my box score. TJ, how can that happen in the modern day world? One box score has him 0 for 4, and I went to bed thinking, ah, too bad, Kwani goes 0 for 4. At least he didn't strike out. Then I find out he goes 1 for 2 with two walks. 
How in the world can that happen, TJ? So, Mike, I recommend you not use the ESPN app for scores. It's not my favorite app for scores. If you want to watch something on there, it's fine. But for scores, okay. uh, MLB, what do you recommend? the MLB app is good. And the okay. score app is also good. They are up to date. The what app? The, the score. And what? The score. That's all it is. The score? Yeah. Okay. And I believe well, I'm done with ESPN. Yeah. Thanks to yeah. what yeah. you just said. And thanks to me, actually kind of going to sleep disappointed. When I, I use, didn't have to be disappointed. I use Yahoo because I'm so used to how it works, but I'm going to try what TJ's talking about. But Yahoo's mm-hmm. been great. I've never liked ESPN for scores. Yeah, and, and Mike, also with the MLB app, you so you can have it open, but then you can just scroll over. Once you click on the Twins box score, it's, oh, let's look. At, we can now go watch Stephen Kwan's first career hit. So Okay. Um, okay. I like all of that. Yeah. Thank you, TJ, for they have, the help. They have highlights guys, readily available. Yeah. Hey, guys, solve uh, solve the portal deal. And yeah. Have it all solved by the time I get back. Next That's week. like saying solve the meaning of life. Yeah. Let me know we're working on it. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Be safe. That, the latest news took me aback. I got to admit. Yeah, I, uh, I know. What? I know. Her? Two, yeah, two, Taya. I mean, that's how I felt. So you guys got to go figure it out for me, and I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you tonight from Los Angeles. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call. All right, uh, Doc Parker getting ready to go body surf and then be back. Now he's had some close calls. He was with football one time in Hawaii and body surf slammed him down, and he uh, uh, split open his his head. You know, just a band aid, but he he got a sore in his head from that. And another time, he was. Um, Body surfing in L.A. and got pulled by a riptide and had to be had to get help. I don't like the ocean. It, it like we talk about trying to solve the transfer portal. It, it, the transfer portal is almost like as unknown in just this quantity like the ocean is. I mean, <laughs> well, there's so much stuff in the ocean. Why I don't like swimming in it. The waves, the currents, things that live underneath. It just like creeps me out because we don't even know what's down there. Yeah. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm good. I, so I, will stay, ever... I will stay two feet on land. We've explored almost every inch of land on this earth, yeah. and I'm comfortable with standing on that staying, over staying on land. being, being in, in the salt water. Yeah, I, I'll go in a pool. I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. Now, you'll go on a cruise or something, right? Yeah, I'll go on a boat. Yeah. Just... Not my as long as the boat it's stays big, upright. It's a big boat. Yeah, yeah big boat. You can't really boat. feel it on a cruise. And I won't get, like, seasick either, but, like, being in like a deep body of water where it's like you look down, I'm like I there, there's like probably 50 feet of water down there. And you can't see. You don't know what's down there. Yeah. <laughs> and it could come up and grab you. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Final break. Getting them all in before Mariner baseball coming up here at 12 o'clock. The Mariners and the Minnesota Twins opening day for Mariner baseball. We'll be right back on 1240 Joe Radio. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. 
Kraken Cards combines the worlds of sports, cards, and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. OSU fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. KrakenSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. And go Beavs! Hey, this is Randy Holmes. We're still getting fired up down here at the Angry Beaver Grill. Introducing Throwdown Thursday with country line dancing beginning at 8 p.m. Can't dance and want to learn? They'll teach you a new dance every week. Don't forget our Tuesday night trivia beginning at 7 o'clock. Wednesday nights featuring an all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner for 7 bucks, And get the best prime rib dinner in town every Friday night. So let's get fired up and have some fun down here at the Angry Beaver on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Hi, I'm Ice-T. As a vet- There we go. I want to give a shout-out to Dave Olson and Sandy. What does Dave say? One of my favorite peaceful activities is swimming with sharks and rays in warm sea- salt water. Does he it's really say that? all that different. Beautiful world under the sea. It is beautiful, but I don't have to like it, I don't think. it's Now, here. let me ask you this. Would you go... Snorkeling I in, have tro- been snor- in tropical. I water. have been snorkeling. I would do that again. Yeah, because you can the, like you can see everything. It's only what ten feet of water, maybe. Yeah, you're up close to the bottom. You would to never. The land. You would never be close to anything that could like actually hurt you. Theoretically, theoretically, a shark could come along. Yeah, in which case I would be booking it back to the shore. Oh, that would probably be the last time I would ever snorkel. I was traumatized at age ten going to see the movie Jaws. I was trauma. I watched it. I think at ten as well, but I wasn't in the movie. And I came out of that theater in a, in a daze of fear and trauma. Mm-hmm. And that was forty five years ago. I won't even stick my hand in those tanks at the aquarium where you can touch things. I won't even do that. That's that's really well. Now you're paranoid. I know. <laughs> I can't. It's just the concept of of can, sea creatures. What about swimming in a lake, going water skiing? I'll or something go in like a that. lake. A lake's fine. But you can't see anything. It's dark water. But, I mean, it's fresh water. What, what could really be in there? Especially, in like, there. this small lake. I mean, I usually, my uncle in Seattle lives on Lake Sammamish, and it's a small lake. There's nothing in there. There's no, like, salt water coming in there. So Freshwater it's, it's fresh. sharks, freshwater gators. Yeah, if there was a freshwater shark in there, that would be news to me. <laughs> All right, we've talked about the portal. We've talked about the Mariners. Those are the yeah. two things we've discussed today. And that's really about mm-hmm. it. And we've gotten plenty of uh, reaction on the University yeah. Honda text line. Both sides. Yeah. Would you not agree? Both yeah, sides of the CBB issue are coming Yeah, CBB says, in. you mentioned it in the break, they shouldn't grant guaranteed scholarships. Signing the letter intent shouldn't, shouldn't be one way only. Well, we could revert that to baseball, where you don't see as many guys in the transfer portal. They don't really have full, they don't have full scholarships mm-hmm. in baseball. But here we are. We sit on this show. We could do this every day, open the show with, like, why does baseball have... 11.7 scholarships. Right. That's a, just a joke that they have that many. Yeah. 
which maybe we would see more transfers if that was the case. But I, I don't know if it's a solution taking away scholarships from kids who deserve it. Because no matter what they decide on, no matter where they transfer to, you know, if they like it, if they don't. I mean, these kids definitely earn this scholarship. They do. They're Division One athletes. That the, the scholarship is 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 what they were working towards. So um, Bob writes in to mm-hmm. say, for the players who have committed, because the question came up, what about the players who are in waiting? They've already committed. They're coming here next summer. Get ready for basketball. And then they see all this, and they don't really like the makeup mm-hmm. of things, and it might change their mind. What about them? Yeah. Bob writes in to say, well, they've already signed a letter of intent, so they'll have to basically not decommit but go into the portal. Yeah, or they would have to be released from their letter of intent, right. which the school would have to do. But then again, so here's my thing with that. A lot of these players, like, sure, they'll meet the team and and the, and the players and say, oh, what would it look like? But most of this is committing to the coach. Most of it is is they're committing to Scott and the and the family culture he 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 he's selling them on because they don't send the players out to recruit them they send the coaches to go recruit them hey we want you I want to coach you you want to be coached by me yeah. at the next level that's yeah. why they're committing here they're not committing here well the, there's all kinds of reasons why why a player will commit to a school they'll mm-hmm. commit to the program they yeah. want to be an engineer they're smart yeah they're a really good basketball player they they might commit to the campus yeah. and a nice yeah. living environment. Yeah. They might go on a on a, a visit, absolutely love and make friends with the players who hosted yeah. them, love the campus, love the players, and say, I want to be a part of this family. So it's not just the coach. Yeah. In fact, it's it's if if I were a parent, I would say don't get connected to the coach. I mean, that's a huge part of it, but just mm-hmm. know know that the coach, the coach could, could also leave. leave too. The coach could yeah. leave at any time. But that was I mean, that's an old argument yeah. now. That's out the window. Or, I mean, in the terms of college football, hey, where am I going to go to the NFL? Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. If you're at that level. Yeah, if, if you're you are. at that level. Yeah. Most Women's all- basketball is, on, is, is a different perspective since normally they wouldn't leave early. True. Rarely. True. It's, it does, uh, it's Sabrina only, didn't even leave early. Um, did she? I don't think so. It sh- no, I don't it's think she did. It's happened once or twice, I think. But not, not often. No, it's not very often. No. No, not like it is with the men, but now they have more and more opportunities. The yeah. WNBA, you know, in more cities yeah. and making more money, and all. And, and then, of course, European pro pro circuit. Yeah. Um, but it is a football, men's basketball phenomenon of, yeah. of leaving early. More, more men's basketball because football, yeah. you know, you, football, you got to be there three years. And yeah, you got to be there three years. You got your body has to be ready for it. You mm-hmm. know, you can't be eighteen a phenom and go into the NFL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's. Uh, this is something that we're going to see a lot more of. Yeah. Certainly. Not the last time we're going to talk about it. It isn't. And I don't know how many more times you could handle it for the women's basketball team, but certainly we'll see it with uh, football of, and, and men's basketball. Running out of players to, to transfer. Well, and that, you know, now we need to start hoping that we report on some transfers First in, in yeah, to Which the I think we will. We are going to. And, and it, they will come. Know. Now, here's one phenomenon that I thought was strange, and I saw that this year with men's basketball. Twice I called games. Um, I want to say Iowa State and Tulsa, where the coach was at a different school mm-hmm. for one year. No, a player started at Iowa State, yep. played three years, went with the coach to another school. Yeah, and then came back. 
played a year, but because of the extra year that the NCAA gave him, came back with the coach who came back or was hired at that school. Mm -hmm. No, so they played three years at Iowa State, went to UNLV, played for a year with the UNLV coach who had success, then got hired at Iowa State because they went two and whatever, came back with that coach. So he played three years for Iowa State, one at UNLV and one more yeah. Back at Iowa State. You make that, that good of an impression. Twice with Tulsa and Iowa State. And it was like, wow, it's just everybody, it's a free-for-all going everywhere. Yeah, and you know, if Taylor Jones and Kennedy Brown really did love playing here that much, if they get an extra year and they're not planning on going pro and they want to come back and play and they have another year, yeah, they could come back. It's not against the rules to come back to a school. And again, when you go in the transfer portal, one of the schools you still consider is the one you just left. Yeah, until you sign... You're still viable yeah. to be recruited. You are by allowed to come to back. Say, hey, we, we want you, have, you. There's we a scholarship you. available, and Scott Ruick's like, we would love to have you back. If you want to come back, I've not heard of it, but it will happen. It will, yeah. I've not heard of it where they you're just they enter, they go, they look around, and then no, I want to stay here. It, it it is so you can legally communicate with other schools, but but yeah, it's. Yeah. Giving a message to Correct. where you are. Yes. And at that point, it's kind of like a marriage where one side wants a divorce and then they look around and go, oh, it, life's not better out there. Mm-hmm. And then they go, well, we can make up now. And then the other side says, too late. No. It's like I, I've seen you. You were going to rob me of this, this, and that, and you did this. No way I'm coming back. Yeah. So time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, Mike. Reminds me, there are snakes in the ocean. There are, yeah. There again, there are a lot of. There's a there's lot that of fish things that in the has ocean. the little light that goes in front of it. That the one they see in Nemo that attracts all the fish and uh-huh. goes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the one that you can only see when you flash a light at it; otherwise, it's just shrouded in who, darkness. Who hurt you? You were traumatized something by something in the ocean. I've, I probably watched too many YouTube videos <laughs> and watched Nemo too many times. Those sharks are big, and I know they don't speak English in real life. Speaking of YouTube videos, I went down a Tommy Lasorda rabbit hole the other day. Uh-huh. It was so funny. I think my favorite Lasorda moment, I think, is when when Bob Costas is interviewing him. What, what World Series was that, 89? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, what what did he do? I can't. I, I forgot. I remember he like kind of got angry at. I think he got angry at Bob <laughs> Costas. Lasorda's favorite word is the F word, yeah. and he went out to see is it Doug Rao? I can't remember the first name of the pitcher, and this was in the World Series, and he had just given up three straight base hits to left-handed mm-hmm. hitters, and Rao's like, Tommy, I, I I got it. He's and Tommy just goes off with F word this F word. Yeah, you, you don't have it. I'm I'm making the decision. But before he goes out, and you can hear him say this. To the whoever else is in the dugout, he's talking to me. He goes, hey, yeah, get it, get him up and and pitch, and I'm going to go out here and have a little fun. Mm-hmm. So then you wonder, okay, how much of it was staged and how much of it wasn't. Davy Lopes comes over and says, "You guys, you got to take this somewhere else. It's really good. It's it's really good, but it's f word after every f word. It's amazing. Then there was one where Kurt Bavacqua called Tommy Lasorda the fat little Italian, and then they told Tommy about it later, and he just goes off. It is great theater. We don't have that kind of. We stuff We don't have anymore. those man. I mean, we have like Tony Larusa. But, but that age of manager is certainly a, a thing of the past. Yeah. <laughs> and even the older managers, I mean, you have guys like Buck Showalter. I mean, Buck Showalter's not like that at no. all. No. Thank goodness for YouTube. Yeah. Because you can look up virtually anything that's ever been recorded. Yeah. yeah. And it's absolute entertainment It's gold. good, yeah. It is good. All right, Mariners baseball I'm coming excited, up. man. Ooh, I've not been this excited for Julio a season Rodriguez. in quite a, quite a while.
Yeah, I mean, 2015, he's bat I was in the excited, five or six hole. They stunk. I, uh, I think he's batting seven. I don't remember. I don't have the lineup up. But I'm very excited. A lot of debuts today. Torque debuting today as well. That's cool. Pac-12 represent Adley probably in about a month. It's going to be yeah. good. I'm ready for opening day. Looking forward to that, too. All right, thanks for the week. We'll be back on Monday. Mike will be in town along with TJ. I'm John. This has been the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. The Seattle Mariners pregame show is on. Diving a stop, flips the... He's been thrown a first in time. Holy smokes, what a play.